a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to a bonus episode of Project Recovery. I'm Casey Scott. Dr. Matt Woolley would normally be here, but it's being a bonus. And so it's just going to be me and my new friend, Aubrey. Aubrey, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? And you're with waytoquit.org. And what is waytoquit.org? So Way to Quit is an initiative that is to help people quit nicotine and tobacco products. It is. We have a website, waytoquit.org, that you can get free coaching and that helps you to quit a little bit easier Mm -hmm. you can also get some of the nicotine packages and um, some aids to help you along the way now the thing about this being a podcast about recovery and uh, for a lot of addicts uh, smoking is their last and only vice but i know from experience when talking to addicts they would like to kick that as well but sometimes it just seems so hard it seems so insurmountable insurmountable how are they going to do that and i think what we need to do is learn from others and invite yourself into a community that's going to help you with good ways to quit. Yeah, that's one of the pillars of actually quitting nicotine is making sure that you have a community around you and anyone that's familiar with treatment programs or AA community is such an essential part of that. Um, And there are different links that you can use to actually stay connected to a larger community because you're right. A lot of people are wanting to quit, Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily know how to or have resources available to them. So it's just a great place to make sure that everyone has the support that they need and that they can do it with researched methods to help actually have lasting abstinence from tobacco. Now, I'm going to draw a comparison because, you know, there's people that are addicted to nicotine, very highly uh, addictive nicotine is. Yeah. Uh, and um, so what we need to do is find out what resources and what things are out there to help us do it. But a lot of times people just want to white knuckle it, which I've seen people get sober by white knuckling it. I've seen people get uh, it's tobacco free by white knuckling it. But to say, I mean, it is possible, but it's not always the best way. There's a lot of resources out there to help you tackle this addiction. So let's talk about some of the ways we can do that. What does waytoquit.org offer in the way of uh, solutions uh, to help us uh, kick the tobacco habit? Yeah. So there are free coaches available who specialize in substance use disorders and quitting. And when you have a qu- a coach or a therapist help you with quitting tobacco, you are two times more likely to actually stay abstinent. And we also offer nicotine replacement therapy, which is also known as NRT, 
those coupled together provide the best results for actually quitting long term. Now, Aubrey, you're talking to a former smoker. I was a smoker for 25 plus years, a pack a day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, I know my, my producer's kind of gasping, but that was how bad my addiction was. Uh, and, and, and I lived for cigarette smokes. I, I loved cigarette smoking. I knew it was harmful for me, but it took so many shapes and forms in my life it's the way i celebrated it's the way i commiserated it's the way i mean it was just always hand in hand so much in the fact that after i finally gave up smoking for at least the first year every time i got in my car i would still roll down the window i mean that's how old i am is that i used to smoke in the car you know yeah. i mean and, and, and it was crazy but there was i remember i when i quit it was for my daughter's fourth birthday but i i used some help and it was toothpicks and it was lozenges. Mm-hmm. It was working out, but it was also figuring out why I smoked. And sometimes you need to unpack that baggage. Some people use it as a dietary aid. Some yeah. people use it as a stress relief and you've got to figure out other ways to do those things. Yeah. I think that's a really good point that the reasons people smoke are as various as people themselves. I'll be honest. The reason I started is because I thought it made me look cool. I mean, yeah. that'd be, I mean, that was as stupid as and simple as it sounds. I thought it made me look older and I thought it made me look cool. And I saw people doing it and I thought they were cool. So I wanted to be cool. And I thought that's what you had to do. Yeah, that's very real. I remember the first time I saw one of the James Dean ads mm-hmm. with him in his cigarette. I was like, oh, I get it. I get why people want to do this. Yes. <laughs> Just because that it's embedded into our culture that like it's very prevalent in the arts, in minority communities, and in just our history. There's a huge economy that's surrounding tobacco, um, and it is part of how we built our culture. And let me tell you how bad my addiction to uh, tobacco was. I mean, in college, if I had $10 a day, and it was either food or cigarettes. 90% of the time, cigarettes won. I would mm-hmm. forgo two meals to have a pack of cigarettes. You know, I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that's, but that's the reality. And I think there's a lot of people out there, a lot of Americans listening who do the same thing today. Yeah. And it's interesting that, like what you were saying earlier, how a lot of people who have substance use disorders and are in recovery, smoking goes hand in hand with that. We mm-hmm. find that. Well, that research shows that 97% of people enrolled in residential treatment programs or treatment programs in general, that they are smokers and they are actually looking to stop smoking. But resources are pretty scarce, even in rehab, even in residential treatment programs. A lot of the time it's just classes as opposed to addressing the issue mentally, so with a coach and with a therapist, as well as addressing it medically and chemically with NRT, that nicotine replacement therapy. Now, let's talk a little bit about just the health issues that go along with tobacco. Tobacco products are the number one cause of preventable death and illness in the United States. I mean, that's a huge one right out of the gate. I mean, that's a home run. Yeah, Uh, It's wild. Tobacco harms nearly every organ in your body. Sometimes it can take years to see these effects. I mean, you're breathing smoke into your body uh, and and daily. And I mean, it's going to cause some wear and tear and it's really going to do some damage. Yeah, especially when we see the links between heart disease, strokes, diabetes, heart issues just in general, uh, cancer. It only exacerbates a lot of pre-existing conditions, excuse me, (laughs) and uh, and 
ill health in general. And so it's harder for a lot of people when they are trying to quit to actually stay healthy because it can harm your immune system as well. Let's switch gears from cigarette to chewing tobacco. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Just as addictive. Mm-hmm. And people think it's a safer alternative, and that's debatable and arguable. Um, do you have help for them as well on ways to quit.org? Yes. So you can actually create your own quitting plan and address that with one of your coaches when you're talking. Um, because, like, as people who use substances know, depending on how you use it, it can make you feel different ways and it impacts you. and the reason why you're using it in different forms can be different as well. Um, and you can work that through with a coach as well as get advice on what methods you should be doing for nicotine replacement therapy. Now, I learned a lot of stuff in my fraternity, but one thing I learned was is if you failed to plan, you plan to fail. I want to know more about the plans to quitting smoking. You So you develop a plan for each individual person? Yes. So when you enroll, you are able to do that with a coach And you can either choose to do online uh, coaching, so just using online resources. Which is huge right now. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're comfortable with talking to a coach personally on the phone, that is available to you as well. Um, And then there are also just uh, techniques to curb cravings i got them right here are you ready for this resources to quit trying to quit remember the five d's to quit smoking yeah one is delay wait it out urges to smoke typically pass in three to five minutes uh and that's a that's a big one you know in the recovery world uh when we say we we're just another 24 give me another 24 hours and i'll be okay so that's on a smaller scale but three to five minutes let that delay take place distract keep busy do something you like that'll keep your mind off smoking when i quit smoking uh so many years ago every time i wanted a cigarette i had to drop and give myself 50 push-ups and if i could do the 50 push-ups normally i didn't want a cigarette afterwards and then so that was the way that i distracted myself in doing that drink water water satisfies cravings plus the body loves it and so water would be a huge one uh, deep breaths. Now, deep breaths go hand in hand in recovery because, I mean, it's just so cleansing. And if you can stop and just slow down the world a little bit and get inside your head and take those deep breaths, I think that's an amazing one. And the last one is discuss. And that sounds like where you guys come in because you could talk to your therapist, you could talk to a coach, or you could talk to a quitting buddy and say, hey, listen, I'm really freaking out right now. Talk me out of getting this cigarette. Yeah, and that sense of community is so important to quitting. Um, something that is available on waytoquit.org is their resources for people who have loved ones who are trying to quit and how to best approach the situation. Um, and this is backed by research as well of just going in with a non-shaming attitude, trying to be as supportive as possible. You're trying to celebrate their successes. Um, and also... Uh, setting boundaries too so that you are not becoming an enabler it's all addressed on there and it's very helpful because sometimes when you have a loved one who's dealing with a substance use disorder or with trying to kick a nicotine habit it can be hard to know how best to help because you feel like it's their issue but i mean it affects everyone and you there are definitely things you can do to help 
I love it. There are so many correlations between tobacco use and uh, substance abuse, and usually they do go hand in hand. And so a better understanding of why we do the things that we do will really help you when you finally decide to give up tobacco. And I can tell you, tobacco, uh, I mean, giving up cigarette smoke was amazing. I mean, I lost weight. Uh, I didn't stink. Uh, I saved some money. I mean, but those are three big, huge ones right sure. there. Nobody wants to walk around being the stinky person. And for the True. longest time, I was the stinky person and didn't realize that I was the stinky person. If people want more information about ways to quit, where do they go? They can go to waytoquit.org. And you can also dial the phone number 1-800-QUIT-NOW, and that will put you directly in line with a quitting coach. And you can also access uh, resources on waytoquit.org with downloads that we have, as well as creating an online quit plan for yourself. So, yeah. Aubrey, can I throw you a curveball? Sure. Let's talk vape. Okay. What what, What are your thoughts on vaping? Well... Vaping started to arise because it was a way, or at least it was advertised as a way for smokers to quit tobacco. Mm -hmm. We find that it actually doesn't help with quitting. Uh, The CDC has said this. The Surgeon General has said this. um, And that, in fact, it can actually make your nicotine addiction worse because 99% of vapes actually create, they actually have traces of nicotine in them and so there aren't a whole lot of safe options for vaping it can be destructive as well and you know i i I think it's dirty pool by uh, the vape industry the tobacco industry because the flavors are so appealing to the young adults out there it's like pineapple juice or captain crunch or whatever it is i mean it's but that i mean but those are the flavors yeah, you're getting cereal, Kellogg cereal in your lungs that, for and, the day. And that's not good. Yeah, not great. You're probably not great in your tummy, but it's definitely not good in your lungs. Yeah, exactly. All right, so once again, if people want more information, there's a couple ways they can go. Yes, so you can go to waytoquit.org for if you are looking to quit or a loved one is looking to quit. But also if you are a parent and with school just right around the corner, uh, our website, seethroughthevape.org, also has resources for parents to talk to their kids about vaping and its dangers. Just because when school starts, kids are put in a situation, there various situations that they wouldn't normally be in and that are outside of their parents' control. And I mean, when I was a teenager, there were a lot of things that I did that my parents didn't know about. <laughs> no, I know. I got you. And the yeah. other thing is, is that you're not the stinky kid because the vape doesn't smell like cigarette smoke. Yeah. So, they're, so it's easily hiding it from. Yeah. Well, and vaping devices often look like school supplies, like pens or uh, different uh, variations of jewels can look like they just belong in someone's backpack. Like a marker or whatever it may be. Yeah. And so it's hard to actually tell if someone is using it in, even in your house sometimes. Um, but that's why it's so important for parents to talk about drug use, tobacco to their kids as soon as they can because you would rather have them hearing it coming from you when you have resources available to you to go into the conversation with educated uh, an educated mindset and you can also 
help your kids feel like they're more prepared to say no in situations where they're offered a vape. So we have a conversation guide on seethroughthevape.org. I love it. Yeah. You know, somebody said once on the podcast, talk to your kids about drugs and alcohol, because if you don't, somebody else is. Mm -hmm. And it's better coming from you. Yeah. And you don't know what they're actually saying. Yeah. It may not be factual. Probably isn't. (laughs) Yeah. Probably isn't. Yeah. Well, Aubrey, thank you very much for stopping by. You've been listening to a bonus episode of Project Recovery. of this program are for informational purposes only. The program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician, licensed therapist, or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this program. KSL does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on the program. Reliance on any information provided on the program is solely at your own risk. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.